But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. I'm your host, Medusa. I'm your co-host, Tank. And today we have with us a very special guest, local humorist, would you say funny man? What what combination of these words do you want? Like joke friend? Um, I like all of those words, yeah. Um, Bit connoisseur? I like humorist, actually. I've never heard that before, but that makes me sound like I belong in the New Yorker or something. I mean, that, that's cool. that's the type of thing that you're, the type of content you're putting out, you know? I like to think so. Um, if you're listening, editor of the New Yorker, um, whatever your name is, I have plenty of stories, um, and you can have any of them. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we got a little sidetracked, but our guest today is Crazy Train. Crazy Train. Why the nickname? <laughs> uh, well, it's a fun story. It's karaoke related, if you were wondering. When I do karaoke, Crazy Train is my number one pick. <laughs> so how do you and Medusa know each other? We are old college friends from the freshman dorm. Back when I was a tiny little egg. Yeah. Exactly. It was a long time ago. Um, We're all different now. I have a mustache, for example. I didn't have that back then. We sort of met and bonded over comics, which I I think all three of us have lots of feelings about superheroes. Not all of them positive. My favorite, She-Hulk. Single female lawyer. Everybody's favorite. (laughs) Very positive role model and um, I think a great character. I like Daredevil. He's blind. Those and he lawyer does lovers. Kung fu, and yeah, he's a lawyer. Who knew? I like Angela because she was a '90s edge lord, and now she's just gay and has a nice apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Life goal. <laughs> yeah, because you know she came over from small, and she's in like Guardians of the Galaxy now. Mm-hmm. But um, then she sort of had her own book. Marguerite Bennett was doing it. That's so cool. So she naturally made it real gay. Becomes a butterfly, right? Yeah. Okay, I think we are. Anyway, we are a little <laughs> bit just like off totally track. went down like this nerdy like Alice in Wonderland hole. But the important <laughs> thing is that we met and bonded through our hobbies, and that we've sort of shared our creative stuff more him to me. And yeah. um, I'm not too helpful because <laughs> I'm very busy and confused. <laughs> One of the main reasons that we have the crazy train here today is that we're here to talk about his humor zine. Thank you. Yeah, humor zine um, is a great way to put it. What's a humor zine? Uh, I would say um, I like to think of it as like an art and literature magazine, um, but humor zine I think also applies because pretty much uh, all of the stories, it's mostly short stories, um, short stories and art, um, pretty much all the stories, save for maybe one or two so far, have been like had a fairly humorous lilt. Uh, if you will, so and he's pretty and well always dealt in comedy, though. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have. It's kind of just. It started out as like a, a coping or defense mechanism, I guess, telling the jokes, and then uh, I just like it. I just like telling jokes, yeah. and I always have. Um, that's part of my, part of my thing, part of my friendship. Uh, <laughs> so it, it just fit naturally for me. I mean, the stories that I was writing, or the ones that I liked the most, were the ones where I was trying to be funny and you know or put put humorous stuff into it so those ended up being the best stories and those are the ones that i wanted to put in the book um and so that's a you know part of the brand 
is, yeah. uh, is the humor. And I think, I also think um, a lot of the stories are, um, well, parabolic wouldn't be the right word, but they're like parables in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not trying to be like too preachy, but some of them have like <laughs> little messages and stuff that you can get out of it. Um, Such as clothes aren't really yeah. the key to freedom. So these are like Aesop clothes, fables clothes but for the modern person. Yeah. Um, in a way. <laughs> I think uh, there's an important distinction. I looked this up on uh, on Wikipedia before I, because I submitted one of the stories and I said that it was a parable. I was going to say it was a fable, but apparently fables involve like talking animals or like inanimate objects that talk. Yes. And if it's just like regular people then it's a parable so i think technically most of them are parables well it looks um, like we're learning stuff today i know sorry i <laughs> i swore i wasn't gonna do this but no um, i think that's awesome but anyway so yeah uh but fable applies i mean you know what it means mm-hmm. um so i try not to be too preachy but i also think that if you can put like a little message to it um well it that, always that gives helps. a weight to a narrative exactly. if you don't have that why are you here Exactly. And I want to, um, that's a, a big thing for me is I don't want to publish stories that people will read and be like, why did I read that? Or worse, why was that even written? Yeah. Um, what was the point of that? So, exactly. Um, I gotta did put a you, and did you say the name of the zine yet? Oh, I did not. I'm going all out of order today. <laughs> the zine is called Fulio. That is www.fuliomag. Com. Um, and that ties back into what I was saying about humor. Um, one of the themes of the book is foolishness. Um, and I just think that human beings in general are like kind of foolish, just like as a species, we're kind of dumb. Oh, totally. In a lot of ways. Um, and, but I don't think that's a bad thing. So that's kind of part of the mission of the book is to sort of poke fun at a lot of the things that we do that are stupid. Um, or just don't really make sense. Yeah. Um, but not. I don't want to be like, like caustic or like too. Right. And I would say um, um, you definitely don't go in that direction. It's really you. interesting, specifically from my perspective, because that I, I did check out some of your earlier college stuff because mm-hmm. that we, we'd share these things occasionally, and your style has definitely evolved in an interesting way. Because it used to be a little more innocent and goofy, and now it's it's a bit more grounded and intense. Oh, intense is a weird way to put it. Um, everyone should check these out. They are incredible. That there will be a mix of genres you never thought were possible. Mm-hmm. In the first volume, there is a body horror story that manages to keep whimsy throughout it, and that's something I never thought was possible until I read it. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Something I would not have put together, like you said. Oh, yeah, totally. The crazy train is incredible. Thank you, Medusa. I uh, I do appreciate you saying that. I felt like I put a lot of work um, into probably just the end of last year, around the time I was working on the stories for the first zine and then also working on the second zine. There's only two issues right now. Um, but I, I do feel like I put a lot of thought and work into developing the style that I'm at now. Um, it's sort of like a grotesque realism in a way. It's I I, Yeah, I could... Um, yeah. I like that. I try to... Um, I like to have, you know, have things like sort of absurd, absurdist um, a little bit. Like I said, I, I try to keep things humorous because um, I don't want... You know, I don't want all of humanity to think I'm like 
coming down hard at him. And it's just like it's kind of it's like kind of funny. Guys. Plus, that's okay. so boring when people do that. Right? It's, yeah. It's so played out. So I don't want to. I'm not all fire and brimstone. Um, so I do. Yeah, I do try to keep things sort of um, absurd and like a little bit crazy. But I also I want things to be not necessarily uh, take place in the real world, but sort of be grounded in reality. And right. Have those sort of recognizable elements so that uh, just to help people connect to it. Um, and, I, and I like to think that a lot of the stories, I try not to, to be too specific about like place or time, right. for example, because I, I want them to be a little more universal and just a little more accessible that way. It's this sort of trajectory of your style growing and evolving. It definitely runs parallel to a lot of our experiences, but it definitely plays into the theme that you presented to us today, which is small rebellions. Yes, that's me. Um, very slightly rebellious person. Um, you know, I've always felt like it might be fun to rebel, but um, it's just safer not to, so I do it in small increments. For a little context, um, when we first met, this man refused to say curse words. What? And would always do little substitutions. Oh, like what? And he has come so far. Oh, I... Um, I do remember that uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, cause, so that would be freshman year of college. Thank you for reminding me, Medusa, because, um, wow, I had forgotten all about it. Um, but, yeah, because I, I would, like, I was, like, very religious growing up, so I was, yeah. like, I'm not supposed to swear, I guess. I think that's in the Bible. Um, <laughs> so, but in high school I would anyway because I was cool. Yeah. Hanging out with my friends and saying fuck and shit <laughs> um and then but like i don't know i would like feel bad about it so i think like maybe this was part of my reinventing myself when i was going away to college or rededicating myself to not saying swear words i do remember that that yeah did, i think that lasted not not too long it was, it was like a year but maybe a year yeah. can i hear like one of them like what was your substitutions oh god i'm trying to remember I, I don't even remember. Um, hogwash either. was one. Oh, <laughs> I do remember saying hogwash a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, horse hockey. Yeah. Or, horse uh, hockey. Yeah. It's just so, um, so interesting because of the way that your writing style is now. You would have mm-hmm. never guessed that that was ever a step. Yeah. It's funny. Well, the, the way that I think about it is like, I think a lot of those were actually, were like jokes too. Yeah. Like, like. I was like, okay, I, I honestly felt like I wasn't supposed to say swear words, but it was also just like, if I had to make up other words to use now, um, it was an opportunity for comedy, I guess. So, I mean, like horse hockey or, or I mean, hockey. You were kind of ahead of the even, curve then uh, yeah. because like one of the hot new things is saying heck instead of fuck. Oh, he- yeah, heck is like, is like it's in now. Yeah. Uh, H um, asterisk CK. Yeah. Or like what, what the mean? heck? Yeah. Oh, I still say that. You, you probably <laughs> see me saying hecking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no or like, that's hecka cool. Yeah. That, that's like a thing now. It's yeah. hilarious to me. Uh, I think people are even saying like, oh, sorry, I like hecked up the directions to your house or something like that. I have never heard. You've never heard me say this because no. I say it all the time. Or just in general, I've never it's, heard. It's kind of funny, actually. And that's yeah. sometimes, so like swear words are funny. Like, don't get me wrong. There's tons of funny swear words, but... Um, it's also sometimes just funny to not say them. Yeah, I used to say like, Snapdragon all the time when, mm-hmm. instead of saying fuck. I'm like, Snapdragon! And then now it's actually a processor. So. It's just the actual swear words are so much more concise. Yeah. So much easier to get out of there. Pretty much one syllable, every single one. 
Um, and it's just, you don't even have to think about it. I think that may be why they're so popular. Yeah, it's just like, fuck, shit. And, <laughs> and it like feels quick, good. No it's, it's like a little it's verbal very, punch. Mm-hmm. It's cathartic, for sure. I think that's funny to hear, like, you never used to swear to now writing what you write, and then, like, one of your topics is you smoke weed at your parents. I did, <laughs> um, but only as an adult. Uh, I, so after I graduated from college, I went to China for a year. Oh, cool. To teach English. I think Veeps did something like that. She did, yeah. Oh, yeah, Veeps, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So I had a great time doing that, and then um, when I came home, I moved back in with my parents. Uh, like, I guess 23 years old, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived with my parents for a month before I got settled down here in Atlanta. And um, I hadn't smoked weed in a year because I was in China. And, you know, what so. part of China? It, it's um, a pretty big deal over in a lot of Asian countries. Like, you'd get arrested for a small amount. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't know exactly how strict they would have been in Liaocheng, which is in Shandong province. That's where I was. Um, I don't know exactly how strict they were, but I didn't really even look into it. It just didn't seem worthwhile. Like, I mean, you know, Plus, like, you had I mean, shit to do. Yeah, shit to do. Um, I was teaching little kids. I was a role model. Uh, you didn't want to go around ruining lives with <laughs> the wacky tobacco. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I just didn't even look into it. It didn't seem worth it. And uh, it was kind of like, if you can't just go a year without smoking weed, like, you had bigger problems than, like, you don't know where to find weed. Um, <laughs> Did you smoke it a lot before going to China? Or? Yeah, I mean, you know, I had my fun in college, for sure. I think everybody um, did. I had a little, a nice little house in Dahlonega, um, wood paneling, it was like a cabin, L- lived with some buddies, so, I mean, I don't know, you know, did I smoke a lot of weed before I went to China? You tell me. <laughs> um, take that as a slow guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what but we're anyway. talking about now is the weed at the parents. Yeah. Though. So when I came back, I was with my parents for a month, and I was like, "All right, I haven't smoked weed in a year. I'm gonna get fucking high." <laughs> so um, I like, I bought some weed from a friend, and I like went home to my parents' house, and. It's, the reason this is so funny is because I'd never smoked weed at my parents' house when I was in high school. I was, like, such a good kid. I didn't even drink, really. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't sneak out. I, I didn't really drink in high school, either. Um, I, 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 didn't yeah. I really got on that train For after For all the good was. that it did me later in life, I did not <laughs> drink in high school. And he sips a beer. <laughs> um, but, so, I was like, I'm at my parents' house. I want to get high, and I've never done it before, and I'm 23 years old. That's why it's so funny is because I'm an adult, and I'm, like, going to sneak out of my parents' house <laughs> to smoke weed in the middle of the night for the first time. And then, so I have some weed, and I'm, like, I'm going to smoke it out of an apple, you know? What? I, you guys never smoked weed out of an apple before? No, I've not. It's actually simple uh, to do. You can do it with a key. But you take an apple, and you just kind of, like, poke a hole in the top, you know, where the stem goes. You pull the stem out and poke a hole down in there. And then you, you poke another hole in the side to, to breathe through, and then you po- put a carb in there. Uh, anyway, you That just, sounds like some old hippie knowledge. It is some old hippie knowledge. Um, it's something that we, well, I didn't do, but I saw people doing in high school. Um, and, I, you know, in college, maybe I smoked out of a couple apples. But it was something I was going to do because I, I didn't have a piece or anything. I didn't yeah. Roll joints. You but had to improvise. Cool. So I was like, I was going to smoke out of an apple. That was my plan the whole time. Um, and I was like, my parents will just have an apple. Um, so I sneak out of my room at like 1130 or whatever after everyone went to bed. And I go to the kitchen, there's no apples there. And it's like the first time in my life that I can remember 
there not being any apples in my mom's kitchen. I just thought she always had apples. So I was like, what the heck am I going to do? Because I had all this weed, you know? Yeah. Um, so I started, like, looking around for produce <laughs> that I can smoke out of. And, like, the only, I really narrowed it down. It got down to, like, the only things I could use. Like, the only two things that were even realistic were um, a grapefruit or an onion. Oh, and I was no. Like, I don't know if I can smoke out of an onion, even though it, like, structurally... It, if Probably you did that, you could say that you got Shreked. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could say that. I, <laughs> I did not do that. I was too scared to go the onion route. So I went with the grapefruit. I poked some holes in this grapefruit, and I smoked weed out of it. And all my weed got wet with grapefruit yeah. juice. And then I, <laughs> this is actually disgusting. I went outside and smoked weed out of my grapefruit. And I got pretty stoned. And then I went back inside to my room, my childhood room that I grew up in, and peeled the grapefruit with my bare hands <laughs> and ate it, like, ash and all. Ew! I got juice oh, all no. over my fingers. I guess it's recycling at its finest with disgusting. You know, it, was, there, it wasn't very ashy. But there was a little bit because some of the weed got stuck in the juice and I yeah. just took it out. It's, I told you it was disgusting, but... <laughs> To be honest, I don't feel too bad about it. <laughs> no regrets. The grapefruit. Grapefruits are healthy. Good and there like, are worse munchy like choices. Like I was just gonna throw it away, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. So, but it was. Um. You guys have probably peeled an orange with your fingers before. That's sort of what oh, I was yeah, expecting. It's awful. Yeah. Um. Well, see, it's even not that bad. I. I kind of. I mean, you get like orange. You get zest on your fingers or oh, whatever. I'm, I'm the weirdo that, like, uses a knife for an orange. Okay. Well, no, that's, I mean, that's fine, too. That's, I mean, it's quicker, in all honesty. But a grapefruit is not like an orange. If you peel it with your fingers, there's just juice everywhere. Oh, God. And I got I just, juice all yeah. over my hands. I just um, processed that. Yeah. So, for the kids at home, just don't, use an apple, you know. It's cleaner. And, and easier. If you have to use produce for drugs, please use an apple. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, you also wrote something down here about water balloon fight. Like this is a this is a fun story that uh, Medusa might be able to fill in some details in as well. This is just the most trouble we got into freshman year, and it's like really even within like two weeks of being there. Oh yeah, this was. Um really early in the year yeah this was like i do remember the those. first thursday or friday of the semester or freshman year anyway somehow um our the hall that i was on medusa and i were on opposite halls on the top floor of the dorm we were on like the the north hall maybe i don't remember which or east or something and medusa was on the west hall and to color it a bit more their hall was infinitely cooler ours was kind of Bro-ish, and the only thing that was kind of interesting was we'd play Smash Brothers sometimes. Mm -hmm. I did think that uh, my hall was cooler. Uh, but that's kind of the point of the story is that uh, each each hall thought that their hall was cooler, except for Medusa knew that her hall was not cooler. <laughs> I was just... She just she's had that rare insight that so few college freshmen have. <laughs> um, Before her time. But we... I, don't, I guess we bonded pretty quickly um, because by the end of the first week, we were all just like hanging out together pretty a lot yeah um, and so my hall we had our little crew we were hanging out 
And then Medusa's Hall. What I, I don't remember what we called them. Shit Hall or something. They, they did something. Hell Hall. <laughs> they sucked. Fuck those guys. Um, they had their crew and they were hanging out. And there's, so, of course, there was like this little rivalry. And then we, um, we had this idea. I think it built up slowly over a couple nights. Um, someone on, on my hall, we'll call him uh, Marbles. One of my friends. I'm making him nicknames. The here. tall one? Marbles, the tall guy. Okay, yeah. The, the, this, that does seem like something that would spawn from him. He's called Marbles. Marbles. Um, so my friend Marbles and some other friends, uh, Lynchpin, Jerry the Cat, Doug Face. <laughs> wow. You just uh, yeah. Wow. Thistle, Thistlebeak. Bless. Whatever you want. Um, some of these guys were hanging out, and like somebody, we'll call them Marbles, has... Uh, he has one of those giant slingshots, you know, which people have sometimes uh, that are into that kind of thing. <laughs> if you ever wanted to, like, just launch something really far and really fast, you probably would have considered a giant slingshot. Um, <laughs> so they had one of those, and I think we just had, like, a couple water balloons. And we were, like, just blasting stuff down the hall with this slingshot, just one or two. And it was, it was fun. Um, and this went on, like, at night or two. And then, like, somehow it just, like, gradually escalated to where, like, I guess it was Thursday or Friday night where, like, like it was, like, planned. It was, like, showdown mm-hmm. tonight. Fucking huge water balloon fight. We were, like, we're gonna This was pre-Nerf War, too. Yeah. So this was the... I know. And Nerf War would have made so much more sense, but... Um, <laughs> we, we did we're, that we're afterwards. Indoors, there's, like, carpet carpeted floors in the storm. It's not even, like, the tile. Um, we're, like, big big fucking water balloon fight tonight you guys like you're going fucking down and we we spent like a long time 30 minutes to an hour blowing up a ton of water balloons we had um we had the slingshot we had all this and then like at like nine o'clock or whatever high noon was designated as um we just started going at it we started flinging water balloons at each other across the hall, across our lobby. And this was like, indoors, by indoors. the way. Oh, yeah. my God, really? Yeah, this- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was on the hall. It was like, so there's one hall, and it dead ends into this lobby, and then across the lobby, the other hall starts. And so there's a lot of balloons going back and forth in this lobby. People are making different excursions into each other's halls and trying to blast people with water balloons. This is great. I think uh, the boys from Hell Hall, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they had ice cubes in their balloons, which is like... Kind of uncool if any of you guys are listening because I got hit in the eye with one. Ow. I'm fine. I actually, I don't even want to, you know what? It's not that big a deal because my eye's fine. So I don't want to complain about it now. It's still rude. But the point is, this was like a heated water balloon uh, exchange. Um, and there was like, there oh, was yeah, like because the, there was that. to the basement and run all the way across and then come yeah. up the stairwell to get into like in the back way. Mm-hmm. And then like at some point, someone just had like a big trash can full of water that like dumped on the floor. Anyway, very long story short, we ended up getting shut down by our head resident. Is that what they call that guy? Yeah. I think his name was um, uh, Rupi. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> he shut us down because, like, water was just, like, coming <laughs> through the ceiling oh my into God. his apartment. Which Every goddamn us. place. There, everyone was just like, there's water, like, coming out of the walls and, sh- and shit. And so the, he came up and he was like, what the fuck? You know, he was pissed <laughs> off. He was like, who thought this was a good idea? And, like, 
we were all just like, mm-hmm. we, like, we all thought it was a good idea. And then we're like, we don't think it's a good idea anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Because got in trouble. Didn't that extend curfew? It extended curfew. So um, the school that we went to is super lame and has this, like, two-week curfew for freshmen, which is, like, just... It's good and bad. This is the reason that we were all such good friends already is because we weren't allowed to leave at night. Like, at, like, 10 o'clock, we just had to be there for the rest of the Yeah. Night. So, of course, we were going to hang out. Um, and then, yeah, imagine that. Um, you take however many people, like, 80, um, 80 young people or however many live in that building. It wasn't huge, but, you know, like, 80 or 100 young people, 18 years old, and they have to just stay in this one building together every night for like two weeks. People that regularly wouldn't become friends just sort of ended yeah. up. And people that regularly that. wouldn't have become enemies because they just wouldn't have to be around each other. I mean, these rivalries develop. So oh, imagine yeah, yeah. that um, we got into some trouble, um, but the good kind of trouble, and we were making friends. Um, <laughs> but it did, they were like, your punishment is two extra weeks of curfew. And uh, we were like, oh, we don't care. We're such good I remember that like, I was used as an accessory <laughs> for one of these rivalries because mm-hmm. that somebody tore down like a Batman poster. I was like, this is yours now because <laughs> it just was hiding the evidence in my room. I was like, all right. You're like, I like Batman. <laughs> I'll take yeah. these stolen goods. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, if you hadn't decorated yet, it's always pretty useful to do that. I actually, um, this is a fun story. I moved into a new place pretty recently and then as part of our housewarming i just put a big took all the like pictures and art and shit like that that we hadn't put on the walls yet and just like made a big pile of it and so when people would show up to the housewarming like oh let me give you the tour and like do like the fun tour guide bit and then at the end it's like oh now like you can take something from the art pile and hang it up in the house and that's actually super cute and creative it was yeah i just came up with the idea i was like this would be a (laughs) fun thing to do at the party and then and i didn't even realize it until it was already in the swing of things but like i just got my house decorated like all my pictures on you you get to outsource work and like like, it's fun Look at that. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. And yeah, also, so that's a like... a fun tip for you, all you homemakers out there. Trick your friends into doing it for you. <laughs> if you can make it fun... Um, I guarantee you they had a blast with it, though. Yeah, they really did. And I thought... Well, the funniest thing is I was expecting all these shitheads coming out to my house to put all my pictures up upside down or sideways <laughs> or just in stupid places or whatever. Um, and they really didn't. Like, they, t- in general, did a pretty good job of just hanging stuff up. In places where it looks good. I bet um, that's partially just because we're older now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's true. more fun to hang up a picture to where it looks good than to like, like hang it up where it obviously looks bad. Shitty twenty year old me would have done a bad one, but like yeah, now I'm like, like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um but now if I went over to my friend's house and I'm like, Do you wanna hang this picture up? I'd be like, Yeah. And I'm gonna pick the best place for it. <laughs> You're gonna be so happy with We're me. so pure and nice <laughs> now. Wow, I've come a long way. I used to be um, yeah, shoving water balloons in people's faces and stuff like that. And now I'm just like, dude, you know, can I help you move? Um, imagine that. It is really funny how we went from the water balloon fight to the nerf stuff later. Mm-hmm. It seems like that would be the reverse. Yeah. Well, I think we were forced into a less uh, fluid form of 
combat. Yeah. Because we got in trouble for the water. <laughs> so we didn't dare go back to water. We I mean, be- even then that some people were pushing it because the aforementioned marbles, I remember so clearly, had a Tupperware container strapped to one of his arms and he just had one of the Nerf swords oh, and just ran up on oh, the I other hall and swords. was like beating people. Yeah, they're like, it doesn't hurt, it's foam. No. Are you kidding me? It's still a blunt object. Yeah, it's hard foam. It's a weapon. Just because it's not sharp doesn't mean it, it can't hurt your feelings. I mean, nobody got injured, but it's, it's like, not... <laughs> it's not cool. Yeah, and marbles had really long arms and could really swing a sword. That strange, <laughs> lanky man. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so Boy Scouts... Going off the Boy Scouts, I put this on the um, I put this on the outline because I used to be in Boy Scouts, and that, that must be like a lot of stuff must have gone down there. So I thought um, <laughs> if we got into a lull in the conversation, you guys could just ask me about that, and some oh my stories would arise. Oh, 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 and here we are. Um, <laughs> so it fits in with the theme of mild rebellion because I guess like. The way I remember it, my dad was like, "Hey, you want to be in Boy Scouts?" And I was just "What like, era train was this?" Um, oh, uh, Era Train. I, I was. This was pre Crazy Train. Um, <laughs> this was Adolescent Train. So, post Thomas the Train. Yeah, post Thomas, pre Crazy. This is more like the little engine who could, but probably would not. Because um, <laughs> he's just a dick. Um, so, yeah, it was like my dad was like, hey, you want to be in Boy Scouts? And I said yes. I was like, sure. And then, like, once I was in Boy Scouts, I just wanted to pretend like I was too cool to be in Boy Scouts, which kind of sucks, because, <laughs> like, I think a lot of the stuff that you, or that they try to teach you in Boy Scouts is actually really cool. Um, it's not, like, a perfect organization by any means, but, like... No. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are certain shortcomings, but most of that was not going through my mind when I was 15. Uh, at the time, I was just, like... It was a very different era Yeah. for, for sure. um, any youngsters listening. Um, but really... Um, we have come a long way. We have. And all the Boy Scouts then are now Men Scouts. Um, and hopefully have learned the air of their ways. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was just like... I thought like I was too cool for camping and hiking and tying knots and stuff, which I really wish that I knew now. <laughs> like, how fucking cool would it be if, like... To be able to just, like, bust out a hitch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a sheep shank. Um, or to just like if you got kidnapped and left in the woods to like be able to not die because they teach you those exact things in Boy Scouts and I was like whatever like, I don't need any of that I had to learn a lot of those knots yeah. for like a theater tech thing and I do not remember a single goddamn one of them well if you don't use it you lose it they say so that was the other thing uh, I guess maybe that was going through my mind. I should have practiced those shipyard knots. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm not going to be fucking camping my whole life. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know how to pitch a tent, you know? Um, so, that was just some. That was part of my rebellious phase because uh, I think I, I ran afoul of my scoutmasters a few times because they, you know, they take that, that thing seriously. Um, and, like,. A lot of the kids there would also take that stuff seriously, but I wasn't one of those kids. So um, the authority figures had to be like Rob and like my little um, gang of pals that I would hang out with. Um, 
We'll we'll call him Sheepshank and Earl. Um, <laughs> Sheepshank and Earl. I, I had two two pretty good friends, two or three um, pretty good friends who are also like we're also too cool for this. Like, <laughs> and the three of us together are like just way too cool. Do you remember for this. there was an episode of the Powerpuff Girls where like they had to fight they had these like neighbors that were just normal people that was, they decided to be supervillains and like the son was like I hate you all the time. <laughs> that's that's so what funny. you were doing. That's, yeah, that's kind of how it was. Yeah, we were just like, because like they were. This was like structure for young men. Um, they were like, we've provided a place where young men can gather and like learn things and like socialize and have activities together. It's fun, and like you also can hang out with your dad, and your dad can teach you some of the useful stuff that he knows, and like help you work on this project. To clarify, is, was your dad a part of the organization? Um, no. See, my dad was not even, like, an official... He wasn't, like, a scoutmaster or anything like that. Some kids' dads were scoutmasters, and that seemed lame. But my dad would just, like... He would, bring, you know, bring me to Boy Scouts on Monday night or whenever and kind of... I don't know. I guess maybe he'd drop me off sometimes and, like, do work or sometimes he'd kind of hang out. Um, but then also, like, he'd come along... A lot of the dads would come along on the on like camping trips and stuff he didn't necessarily have to be a scoutmaster um to be like one of the chaperones on the trip so my dad would be with us on the trip sometimes and we'd be like hiking and camping and stuff and like it seems so silly now um i guess i guess i am an old man um <laughs> because now i'm thinking like man how cool would it have been if i would just been like taking some of that a little more seriously and like appreciated that my dad was like doing stuff with me and like wanting to like spend time with me and teach yeah. me useful things and like help me accomplish the goal of being an Eagle Scout, which I just didn't give a shit about and never did. Um, so anyway, your, your parents are dad, very sweet people. They, and, and yeah, at and least from an parents, outside perspective. Um, and they are very sweet. And um, it's great because even um, in spite of my younger self, I have a very good relationship with my parents now. So it all worked out for the best, and I yeah. guess that's all just part of making me who I am today is um, not giving a fuck about <laughs> Boy Scouts while I was a Boy Scout. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, um, I've had to spend my entire life learning how to take things seriously um, because just a lot of things, there, there have been, like, very few things that I've just, like, taken seriously from the outset. So a lot of things right. I've learned to take seriously, and it's just not in my personality to yeah. take a lot of things seriously. And, uh, yeah, so I had, to, I had to learn to look past some of that. But when I was 15, I had no no perspective at all. I just thought it was a big joke. That is one thing about, like, growing and maturity is just taking things in earnest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because definitely when you're an edgy shit teen, you're like... <laughs> edgy shit. Well, you know, you know what I mean, though, yeah. right? That you just brush everything off. But a lot of stuff that is an institution is for a reason. So That's true, yeah. Th- there's a, a reason there to help you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just have to be able to distinguish between the two. But, yeah, a lot of things I've learned um, were like, oh, like, that's why. Yeah. And I wish I could have realized it. And that's definitely child. not to say don't, like, stop paying attention in a way. You really do have to look out for what's actually there for your benefit. But just just soak in a little more sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that it's actually that point of view has made me more attentive um, for sure. I think in the past I was just not paying attention to anything in by way of like making it all into a joke. Um, and so now I, I actually am 
trying to pay more attention. And yeah, so yeah. You look, you look past some of the jokes. It's still a joke, but... Um, I mean, it's really easy to do. I know this is a bad word for some people. If um, you come from, like, a privileged background, because a lot of the stuff just does not affect you at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's easier to brush stuff off, but... Right, and I will acknowledge that I am from a privileged background. Probably. I mean, there's no shame in it, I you think, know? Yeah. I think, uh, looking at it objectively, I would call my life privilege. So, um, so yeah, it was, I just had no idea. It's like, oh yeah, like some kids probably would have loved to be in Boy Scouts and like couldn't afford it or like their dad wasn't going to spend the time to do that with them. Yeah. And I was there like snorting Gatorade powder in my tent. <laughs> what? And, like, <laughs> That's like, oddly specific. What? Yeah. T- tell us more about this. Well, so this was like... Oh, you actually did this? Oh, I did it, yeah. <laughs> oh. It's funny. Um, so this was like... This is like probably the, the height of Were you of pretending my... to do cocaine? Oh, like, yeah, Because I was like, this is cool. <laughs> this was like the height of my rebelliousness in Boy Scouts. We did... Every year we went to scout camp, which is like a cool thing. You get to go like... For a week you go to camp and like you can take a class in like water skiing or like you can take a class in like wilderness survival or um you know they got all kinds of classes and you earn a merit badge in a week and you can earn like five merit badges in a week it's crazy um it's like a super cool thing to do i hated it i was like camp is lame um <laughs> and i don't even know why because it's not like you know like other other um teenage boys in the summer i guess they're like i don't want to go to camp i'm gonna stay here and like have a girlfriend and i didn't have any of that so i don't know why i was like i don't want to go to camp for a week like take a just week on principle my... probably yeah exactly it was like take a week out of my busy schedule <laughs> like i was gonna go to the lake next week yeah just go to camp and have a good time you asshole um <laughs> if you're listening younger younger crazy train um but yeah, so um, that was like the like we were like we gotta rebel the most because we're trapped at camp for a week. We're like I'm not gonna shit for a week because the bathrooms here are gross. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that, which just don't make sense. But so this one one year, I had like a little camera, and we're like we'll make like a documentary about being at camp, which was just a big joke, and it was just like like four fifteen year old fuckheads. I, uh, <laughs> I, I imagine it's hilarious now but not for the reason it you probably it is it's hopefully been destroyed in the meantime i i wouldn't even know where to begin looking for it i'm not sure i want to dig that one up that's like um <laughs> you know like in at the end of raiders of the lost ark when they finally find the ark of the covenant and then they open it up and like their fucking faces just melt yeah. off that's like that's what this would be i feel like if i did all the work of digging up this. It'll relic. be that except with embarrassment. Instead. Yeah, exactly. My my entire body would melt with embarrassment as soon as we opened it. Everyone else would have a great time. I'd be like, fuck me. <laughs> um, well, you know better now. I, I hope so, yeah. But we, so part of, one of the scenes in this documentary, also Crazy Train, local documentary filmmaker. Um, but we'll there was the a, this scene, we had like a, a tub of Gatorade powder and we're a in tub. Our, yeah, well, the little um, I don't know how much. It's like a quart size yeah, or something. You like twist it off. Yeah, uh, we had one of those little tubs and uh, we're like, let's snort this shit. <laughs> and we thought it was funny um, and it was like part of our documentary. We're like, this is what happens inside the tents at camp. I guess. <laughs> um, to be fair, that is a hilarious joke setup. Yeah, it, I mean, it actually might have been pretty funny uh, but the, well the funniest part is um 
So at the time, actually, and this is really silly, we had this German exchange student that lived with us, with my family. This would have been like my sophomore year of high school, probably. And he was around for three months. And like, so like the last two months of school, he was there. And then like for like a month of summer and just like in like the perfect time where like he got to go to camp with us. Which he hated, of course, because he wasn't even in Boy Scouts. He was from fucking Germany. Yeah. Like, he didn't do that. And he, so, but he was just like, well, you got to go. Like, this, your fucking host family is taking you to camp for a week. So he, like, totally hated it. And, like, for a reason. Yeah, yeah. He that's didn't even that's pretty there. fucking valid. Um, but so, but we were trying to make the most of it and have a good time and be shitheads, regardless of all the adult supervision. Um, and, but, like, I remember he, we were, like, sort of the, the, the Gatorade powder and having a good time with it, and like he got like a really bad nosebleed later. I'm pretty oh. sure the same day. He we were like, we were like taking class. We were learning how to like make baskets or something, and then he was like, oh, I have to go, <laughs> um, and he's like, starts like bleeding <laughs> out of his nose, and we thought it was so funny because like I started the Gatorade and my nose and start bleeding. Like, <laughs> he's been Not probably supposed to do that. That means he's been doing Gatorade for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, really. <laughs> He was like, well, he was the one where like, we just just snort it, and then he was like, yeah, and then rub the rest in your gums. Um, (laughs) Was that real? No, not really. Okay. Oh, because I'm sorry. (laughs) I guess that's how you actually do. Oh my god. I think that's how you do cocaine. Yeah, you numb your gums. We'll have to get the producer to fact check that for us. Don't do cocaine, kitties. (laughs) The other drugs mentioned are okay. Only Gatorade and weed. If it comes out of the ground. Um, as old people say. You're down to clown. Yeah, down to clown. Ugh, um, <laughs> um, well, if you hate clowns, you're going to love me. Uh, actually, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. That's a throwaway. Um, but actually, part of my job, I had to I had to put my foot down a little bit. Well, uh, so part of my job is that just every now and then they'll ask me to do something new and like sometimes ridiculous or degrading. Not too bad usually, but they'll just like heap responsibilities onto me because right. they're like, oh, he's, you know, you're the go-to guy. He's the guy that just does everything. So like, there's a new thing that no one else is responsible for. So crazy train will do it. Um, and so the other day, and this happens to me all the time, and it's just part of the job. So I, you know, I do get frustrated sometimes when they're like, oh, you're gonna do this and this and this, but. Just realize that, you know, that's part of it. And the other day they told me, like, hey, like, we're doing this new thing with your deliveries where, like, one of the options that you can order is, like, you get a cooler with however all the pops and then, like, we bring stickers and also balloons. Like, you get to blow up balloons and, like, bring balloons with you on the delivery. And I was Why? like, what? And they were like, we ordered a helium tank for you already. <laughs> and I was like... I was like, how long has this been going on? They're like, we decided like a week ago, and we're just now telling you, because we knew you'd be mad, um, that, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you're going to have to drive around with a helium tank and just, like, sit in the parking lot of these places that you're delivering to, mostly offices. I usually deliver to people for office parties. They'll order, like, yeah. 50 pops for their employee appreciation office party or whatever, um, and I take it up to their break room freezer. Um, but, like, one of the options now is, like, it's like a do-it-yourself office party, and it comes with balloons and, and stickers and a branded cooler and fun stuff. And cool. they're like, "We kn- don't be mad. We know you're going to be mad, but, like, you're doing balloons. And I was like, so I'm a fucking party clown now. <laughs> um, it's part of my job is, like, 
blowing up balloons and I tie them off with the ribbon. I curl the end of the ribbon with Ooh, scissors. Ooh, I, I, I that? love doing yeah. that. That's hard. It's hard, yeah. It's. I think the ribbon that we have might be a little cheap too because it gets kind of frayed sometimes. <laughs> oh, um, then yeah, it's definitely. And especially if I have to do it, if I fuck it up the first time, I have to do it again. I had to play um, a balloon person in a play, so I got oh, pretty right. well yeah. acquainted with these things. Well, after the show... I'm going to pick your brain for some tips on, on balloons. <laughs> I was awful at it, and I hated that show, yeah, so I'm um, not going to be much Well, yes. I hate balloons. Um, They're fucking stupid. But, but, I'm so sorry for any balloon enthusiasts no, or balloon fetishists people, out there. If, if you're into balloons, be into balloons. But I'm not that into balloons. Um, and it, they were just like, we know you're going to be mad. And I was like, I, you know, I should be mad because they're just now telling me that they already <laughs> decided I have to blow up balloons as part of my job. Um, but like whatever, you know that one. I just had to laugh that one off because they're always telling me ridiculous new stuff that I have to do, and I was like, balloons, like it's an actual joke. Um, so, so that's it. I just fully made the transition to party clown, um, <laughs> along with all. <laughs> At the least other you don't have to do the makeup. Oh that, yeah, that would be the worst. On that, that note, worst, yeah. I'm out of here. Mary, if you're listening, we're not being clown phobic here. It's just yeah. Well, for all you know. Uh, we're all wearing clown makeup right now. We're not. I I'm hell sorry. no. <laughs> yeah, I, we I'm love sorry. you, Mary, but no. <laughs> it was not my intention to deceive the audience when we started the show, so I'm not wearing clown makeup. <laughs> to be honest, nothing but truth bombs here. <laughs> you came here for the real story, and we're gonna give it to you. So, what sort of other things were in your edgy documentary? So here's a fun. There was a fun bit. Um, that I, this was a prank I found online, but it's pretty simple. Basically, you take a plastic water bottle, like a Deer Park or an Aquafina, something in, in that line. Maybe a Dasani, but if you're feeling frisky, if you're feeling frisky, yeah. But there, you gotta have like some good wrist strength to pull this off with a Dasani bottle because they have pretty thick plastic. Um, but you just you take a needle or you know a pin or something. You just poke a pinhole in the lid of the bottle. And the, the, what we were doing, we had um, my German friend, Whiskers. Um, we're like, I was the cameraman, and we're, we explained it to him, and we're like, okay, we're just gonna say, as part of our documentary, we're gonna do some interviews. So we just went out to other, other kids in the troupe. And to be, to be honest, this is something I should come clean on. We did prey on the younger members of the troop because they were just uh, easier. Of course you did. We'll fuck up the Tinderfoot's day or the We Was or whatever. Um, so the prank is uh, we would have Whiskers doing this bogus interview with some kid, one of the other younger kids, and like the whole time he'd be holding the, the trick water bottle like kind of down by his side and you can kind of just like squeeze it and like you squirt water on someone's crotch. And then if they're like a little kid, you know, if an adult does this, they're like, what the fuck? Like, you got <laughs> like if you did it to an adult, they'd be like, what the fuck? You just got my pants wet. Like, what the hell? Like, oh, but a kid's going to think like, oh, no, kid, this is yeah, going to look kid, like I peed myself. Yeah, exactly. You do it to a kid, and then everyone can just laugh at him and be like, you peed yourself. And then he's like, no, I didn't pee myself. They squirted water on me. And then everyone's like, no, you peed yourself. And it's like a big deal. Um, and it was really funny. That's so and funny. I apologize to all you youngins out there. Who are probably now adults that could kick my ass. Um, <laughs> it was just for fun. Come on, you get it, right? It's just for fun. This um, is the second thing you were mega fucking ahead of the curve on because that you were you were doing shitty, annoying YouTube prank show before that was a thing. Yeah, 
I guess so. And it's just a prank, bro. I hate those people so much. Yeah. Oh come on, man, lighten up. It's just a prank. Um, I got beer spilled on my crotch the other night at a, at a show. I went to a, a local show, actually right down the road at a bar, and just watching a, a local band that I enjoy. And one guy in the crowd decided that we were all gonna mosh. And like, this isn't a moshing place. Or what moshing genre band. of music was it? Um, they're like, uh, well, I'll give a shout out to Sea Ghost. Um, is the band that was playing at the time. Uh, Deep State was also a friend of mine plays in that band. Mm-hmm. They were releasing a record that night, so that's why I was out at the show. Two cool local bands you should check out. Um, indie, alt rock. I don't know. I'm very bad about um, genreifying music. Oh. Um, so like. <laughs> to be fair, it is really nebulous. If. Um, I'm sorry, was it Sea Ghost and what else? Sea Ghost and Deep State. Um, also. We'll be sure to put links Hernies, in the blog. Uh, Nihilist Cheerleader and Little Rituals. I'm Nihilist not a- Cheerleader is an incredible name and I love it. And they're a great band. Um, if you're listening, Nihilist Cheerleader, you guys put on a great show the other night. Um, anyway, those, those are just some cool bands that I'm not affiliated with at all, but this is a show that I was at. Um, and and one guy in the crowd was like, we're all gonna mosh. Um, and and like immediately bumps into the guy next to me who just spills beer everywhere, mostly on me, on my crotch. I was like, I pissed myself. And like that actually happened to me. <laughs> it was your not karmic all the payback. time, but like it's happened a couple times at work where my friends would be like, hey, like you pissed yourself. And I'm like, oh no, I spilled, I just spilled water on me. It just happens. It's like a magnet for water and beer what i don't know but i was like god damn it again like it looks like i think that probably specifically happens to you just because you did this it's karma that's what it is yeah um i hadn't considered it but yeah it could be um so i'm not yeah i guess i'm not too pissed off of it because i deserve it um but i was i was pissed because this guy like was like no one was moshing and like you don't just start bumping into people at a show and and it's, it just sucks because the only person that he really I never into. got the appeal of doing that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so rough. annoying. This guy was way bigger than me. It was very annoying. And then like immediately afterwards, someone just stopped him and was like, "Dude, we don't do that here." And Here's he my stopped. <laughs> it was too late for my pants, but um, <laughs> but they got him. Uh, well, the funniest thing is though, at the after the show, like that was like one of the last songs, and they finished up soon afterwards. And right, right when they were done playing, the same guy was just like. What's the name of your band? And we're like, dude, like, come on, what are you even doing here? <laughs> oh my god. Here's Medusa's hot take: moshing is fucking annoying. Show your excitement any other way, please. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll back that up, unless, of course, um, some scenes, it's just part of the scene. And oh, I guess if you're like those, doing metal, then if you're yeah. One of those like moshing bands, and there's like a, a, a pit, as they say. I mean, go in. If, I'm just too much of an old woman, I as guess. As long as it's consensual. Um, but if you're if you're just at a show <laughs> with a bunch of adults sipping beers and kind of nodding their head, which is like kind of the shows that I end up going to, just don't bump into them because like if they wanted to bump into you, they would. They would. Um, For sure. So, just a little etiquette advice. Oh yeah. Don't mosh on my profile. Thanks. No moshing and all that good stuff. I think that's a good place to end our, uh, the show. All right, so be sure to check out the Crazy Train, our AKA Choo-choo. Rob Scott's amazing humor magazine. It's located at www.foliomag.com. You can pick up physical copies of the first edition for three dollars, and of the second for three fifty. Alternatively, you can get a PDF copy of both for about two dollars. I highly recommend this. 
as a former literature scholar that I can give this my little little stamp of approval. It's a good read, and it's definitely worth the price that you pay, and I'm really not just saying that because we're friends. I'm saying this as somebody who curates shit and throws it at you. <laughs> also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also, check out our website at ydkmpodcast.com, where we also have all these links for um, Fulio and his great episode. Oh, don't forget, we actually have a very special treat on this particular blog. We're going to post a special exclusive short story in our blog post, so be sure to check that out. You'll get a sample of sort of what you're looking at and before you dive in. I've been your host, Medusa. I'm your co-host, Tink. And this is Crazy Trade. Choo-choo! And you don't know me. (laughs) 